The use of water full of genomes is also being done at Exeter. And again, it's the maths and the algorithm that sort the samples. Dr Rachel Hartnell. One of the main things that is done out of the laboratory that I'm based in, in Weymouth in Dorset, so in, that's in the south of England, is to monitor diseases in aquaculture, so making sure that we maintain the really high aquatic animal disease-free status that England and Wales have. Is these diseases the fish have, for instance? They are diseases that fish can have, yes. And how do you get these samples? So our fish disease inspectorate, they go out in the field and according to a programme they'll collect samples to check for those diseases that we currently don't have in the UK. What sort of things are you looking for? Give me examples of what might have happened recently. Well, we're looking for particular viruses, some bacteria and parasites, um, predominantly those that are in the World Organisation for Animal Health and that are considered to be notifiable globally. What do they send you? They sample the fish at the pond side, for example, and they'll bring those samples back to the laboratory. And then we go on through a process of diagnostics, which either confirms the presence or usually confirms the absence of those diseases. Can this be done really quickly? Because it sounds like a huge workload. Depending on the time of year, it can be a huge workload. And if you spoke to my fish and health inspectorate colleagues, they would say absolutely. So right at the moment, we are in one of the busiest times of the year. And, and that's because a lot of fish diseases only really manifest themselves when the water temperature goes up a little bit. So the spring, summer and early autumn can be really busy times for them. Final question for you before I talk to one of your colleagues. And this kind of sampling can show you if you're looking at what's in the environment with this range of genomes, actually what's there? It's like doing a biological sampling. Yeah, it, it certainly is. I mean, you can take out all of the genetic material from the environment and you can see what's there, or you can look for targeted parts of that. So it's an interesting question. You, you look for what you know, and sometimes you, you can't look for what you don't know. If you had a pleosaur, in other words, what you don't know, a pliosaur genome, if you actually had one preserved mm. and you went to Loch Ness, <laughs> perhaps you could identify ah, Nessie. The Nessie, Nessie, wouldn't that be lovely? Um, well, I suppose there's always the potential for that and let's hope one day somebody does it. You'll let me know, will you? I will, certainly. Now, to talk to one of your colleagues whose name is... Richard Hill. I was in awe of your genomic apparatus, but what really amazes me is having been told that a cup of seawater would contain hundreds of thousands of viruses and who knows bacteria how do you sort out what you're looking for in all that kind of noise well you'd have to know what you wanted to look for because it's dependent on having good reference material so we have a whole community of data analysts who share you sequence a genome you publish it on a repository so then that's accessible and you can screen your samples against the genomic material that we know we have so you can try and match your sequencing data to what's published and that's how you can identify what you have in your sample but as Rachel said you don't know what you don't know <laughs> so if, you, if no one sequenced and published a genome of a particular species before you won't be able to design a targeted approach to pick that out of your sample mm without having that reference. So there you can already. tell the machine, okay, the sequence for standard 
bug number eight, <laughs> which is common in here. Ignore all that and have a look to see whether some nasty disease one there, which might be in very, very short supply, but it can find it straight away. Not quite as easily as that. We're still dependent on how powerful the computers are that run the instruments, and there's always going to be limitations on how quickly they can process the data because as you were saying there's but it can sort, of sort the difference between one and the uh, the noise of zillions if, if you have a very accurate reference that you can give it of a G if you give it the right information and the right instructions it can sort it for you mm. but it's basically like a computer so if you don't give it the right instructions it will give you garbage when you go down to the shoreline do you look warily at the sea before going in and possibly swallowing a mouthful? <laughs> no, no. I mean, we always have to be careful by water, but I don't look warily at the sea, no. <laughs> you carry on regardless. Thank you. Thank you very much. Rachel Hartnell and Richard Hill at the Exeter Science Park.